Naturally occurring black pigments in vegetables, spices, and seeds have been found to have powerful anti-inflammatory effects. Hi, this is Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and I'm excited about what I think may be the next big thing in anti-inflammatory supplements, a brand new all-natural daily preventative against a host of possible inflammatory issues. Black for Health Liquid Extract from Future Farm Botanicals. Black for Health combines four plant-based foods, black garlic, black radish root, black cumin seed, and black peppercorn containing high levels of body-ready healing botanicals. Black for Health supports your liver, skin, cholesterol, blood pressure, and weight management, circulation, and immunity. It's a tasty supplement with liposome complex for optimal absorption. For more information or to order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's myfuture. Farm, P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's our weekly opportunity to field your questions. We call it Q&A with Layla. Why is that? Well, today I share the podium with Layla Mutin, who is our nutritionist in residence, hence the title Q&A with Layla. In case you didn't know. In case you so, <laughs> And that is the eponymous Layla. Look up I was that waiting word. for that. Look up I that was word. waiting for eponymous. Look up that word. That's a great word. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's, uh, yeah. it's one of those... 50 cent words, um, <laughs> or with inflation, it's a yeah. $5 word. Uh, right. So uh, today we're going to take questions. Radio program at AOL.com is the destination for questions. Mm-hmm. We're a little bit in the midsummer doldrums. and uh, No, it's just the beginning of summer. Right. The summer true. solstice just passed it feels a couple like, of days ago. It feels like it's been summer. Yeah. You know, it's summer it's been warm. Memorial Day is... It's been warm. But it is the official kickoff of summer. True. And uh, we also want to remind you that uh, it is also an opportunity for you to go to uh, our website uh, and you go to dearhoffman.com mm-hmm. and you click on store... Yes, there's and, a sale. Uh, there's a sale. There's a sale uh, today and mm-hmm. tomorrow. Yes. Or for you, today for us, mm-hmm. tomorrow for you, because this podcast will post on the final day of the two-day sale. Uh, so today only, uh, you can obtain uh, your summertime supplements for less. Uh, great supplements like Dr. Hero's Probiotics, Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract, Extra Reserve. Mm-hmm. Um Protocol for Life Balance, Liver Detox Support, which we've been yeah. talking about, Propax with NT Factor Lipids, mm-hmm. and more. Uh, 10% off and free shipping. Uh, today's the last day, June 23rd. Mm-hmm. For those of you who are listening to the podcast contemporaneously, some of you save it and savor it for later. Yes. Okay. Um, so, the, one of the stories that uh, I wanted to talk about uh, today... Uh, has to do with um, the privacy problems associated with mobile health apps. There's so many mm. of these apps. Yes. Uh, you know, you can 
You can uh, have an app for your periods. You can have an app for fertility. You can have an app yes. for exercise. You mm-hmm. can have an app for this, that, and the other thing. Um, and uh, one of the most famous apps was an app that was promoted by uh, Dr. Oz. And he got a little uh, blowback on that because it was really appealing. It was like your real age. And oh. you, fill, you put in all this information. Yeah. And, you know, your guard was down because it's like, I want to find out my real age. Exactly. Everybody like, wants to find it's out. It's like, I'm 68, age. but I want to, you yeah. know, I want it to come out 45 yeah. you know, or 39, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. So anyway, people put in all this information. And then lo and behold, the information was sold for marketing purposes to pharmaceutical uh, companies because if you put down you have this or that or the other malady, mm. they would come at you with ads. Right. Right? So That's, if you wonder why your spam mailbox is full, yeah. or you're seeing on the perimeter of your email all these different ads for yeah. Yeah. So I don't know whether he uh, you know, regretted his decision to get involved with that. Uh, they say an in-depth analysis of more than 20,000 health-related mobile applications hmm. uh, in the BMJ, formerly the British Medical Journal. Mm-hmm. They like initials now. It's like yeah. BMJ. Uh, JAMA, or Journal of the American Medical Association. All right. Uh, the researchers say the collection of personal user information is a, quote, pervasive practice and that patients should be informed on the privacy practices of these apps and the associated privacy risks before installation and use because they also track you and often they track your, uh, not, you know, everything. They track your purchases. They track your browsing. Yes. Everything. Um, okay, there's 2.8 million apps on Google Play. There's nearly 2 million apps on Apple Store. 99,366 belong to medical and health and fitness categories. Mm-hmm. That's referred to as mobile health or M health. Yes. Uh, they include the management of health conditions, sleep trackers, uh-huh. um, and mm-hmm. calorie counters. Um, and they often contain sensitive health information, information that you wouldn't ordinarily divulge to strangers. Yes. Like, tell me about your periods. Oh. I just met you. I don't actually know you, but, you know. <laughs> right. How are right. you? You know, it's like, exactly. really? But yeah. you, you share them. Right. With these apps. Yeah. Right? So somebody else is getting to see all that. Yes. Definitely. Uh, all right. So um, they found that uh, 88% could access and potentially share personal data. Uh, two-thirds could collect advert identifiers. This is, the Brits call them adverts. Um, collect advert identifiers of cookies. One-third could collect a user's email address. About a quarter could identify the mobile phone tower to which a user's device is connected. So they track where you go. Yeah. Potentially Unless providing information on the user's location. geolocation. You have to turn off a lot of these apps on your phone. You don't even know they're there. Right. But it could be the factory set. Of that, yeah. you literally have to go in and turn it off. You, turn it you off. have to take the affirmative to turn it off because yes. the default is that it's on. Exactly. Um, I mean, if you're if you're okay with that, that's fine. Yeah. You know, if you like all those ads and you like, you yeah. know, it's like follow me around, you know, buy okay. Viagra, you know, whatever, you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, if you like to get those ads. Um, 87.5% of data collection operations and 56% of user data transmissions were on behalf of third-party services such as advertisers, analytics, and tracking providers. Yeah. 23% wow. occurred on insecure communication channels. So there's also the possibility to get in the hands of people that you are not happy that they get yes. that information. Um, 28% did not offer any privacy policy text. Um 25%. Privacy is going away. 
Yeah, 25%. They did offer uh, privacy policy text, but 25% of them violated their own privacy policies. Oh, my goodness. Uh, However, the wariness of users was minimal. Only 1.3% of user reviews raised concerns about privacy. So people unwittingly do this. Um, Yeah. So they point out that consumers can make it more difficult to be tracked by disabling advert identifiers, adjusting app permissions, Mm -hmm. using advert blockers. Mm -hmm. Uh, But also, for a public policy standpoint, we must advocate for greater security regulation accountability on the part of key players behind the scenes. The app stores, digital advertisers, and data brokers, they they, they monetize your data. It's a a brave new world. It really, really is. I mean, can you imagine, like, what do you do? I'm a data broker. I sell... Not a mortgage private broker, information. you're a data broker. <laughs> right. It's like, I, it's, I I got the goods on, all, like, you know, uh, 40 million people. How much yeah. is it worth yeah, yeah, to yeah. you? I'll sell it to you. Right. And then, I get know. emails like that. Do you want, I have a list of 34,000 healthcare workers. Do you want this list? Please contact me. I get all sorts of emails like yeah. that. You know, and this website uses cookies. You have to accept or you can't read. There's a lot more of that going on now. So, yeah. just for the heck of it, I'm just going to go to uh, the health, the apps store, mm-hmm. and I'm going to look up health apps. Okay. So, um, there's uh, everyone's favorite popular apps, hot this week, uh, top paid apps. Um, let's see. There are so oh, there's many. A, Here's a lot. Here's a lot of celebrate pride. There's like hundreds of. It's like uh, whatever Gay Pride Week. Yeah. Uh, so let's see health apps, um, health and fitness. Let's look at health and fitness apps. So home fitness for weight loss. Uh, Map my run by Under Armour. Okay, mm. I've used that myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, my fitness pal. Lose it calorie counter. Yes. Um, my plate calorie counter based oh, yeah. on my plate. My plate right. Um, uh, here's fit men cook healthy recipes for men. <laughs> um, meditation and breathing apps. Mm-hmm. Calm. Calm. Um, mm-hmm. what you, you get a solicitation for Valium, you know, when you do that. <laughs> Try this antidepressant. Uh, you know, it's like if, if the, yeah. uh, if you can't get Zen with the, you know, meditation app, yeah, maybe you need some meds. Um, a lot of guided meditation, healthy habits for kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is my teeth app. <laughs> wow. Uh, white noise and relaxing sounds. Daily mind focus is very popular. Uh, baby growth tracker. Uh, men's health magazine, bicycling mag, all the magazines, magazines, yeah. magazine. And the, and the magazines have sponsors. So the magazines sure. are happy to, you know, like, you know, you, you subscribe to running world, you get like, uh, solicitation for sneakers. I get. Mm-hmm. I have so many sneaker uh, solicitations because I buy sneakers online, etc., um, etc. Et so be wary, unless you don't mind getting. Unless inundated. you don't mind. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you don't mind. But you know, when you fill out these elaborate questionnaires, you know, to give you like an answer of you know whatever you know your fitness score mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, that information is then out there. Yeah. It can't be retracted. Somebody has that. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a way of. Data gathering. I think uh, also Facebook makes it very hard for you to delete your account. I remember oh. way back when I stopped using Facebook. That had to be over eight years ago. Yeah. That I stopped using it. Yeah. There was no way to delete it. I can <laughs> inactivate it. Yeah. But I couldn't erase delete. Right. 
Right. Which I found very troubling. How about I want my information back? No. No, it's there. It's, it's I think that the deal is out there. You put it out there, you share it. That. I'm a content provider. I am on Facebook. It's yeah. part of my yeah. outreach to people. Sure. And but you know, it is creating mm-hmm. uh, a profile. True. Oh my goodness. Okay. Uh we've got a nice email here from James. Hi Dr. Hoffman. Have you heard of a book a new book about Otto Warburg? It's called Ravenous by Sam Apple. Warburg I have was that book. I have that book yeah. on my uh, table in my study. You do? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I, I know about Warburg. Yes. And I can't bring myself to read that book because I don't need all the inside baseball uh, right. details on his life. Basically, Warburg was uh, a German uh, who also, he had an interesting story because I think he sort of fell afoul of the Nazis. Uh, he was a Nobel Prize winning. Because uh, he was gay. Oh, was he gay? Yeah, too? apparently. When I read the excerpt from the oh, uh, book, he was gay, and the Nazis didn't like him, but they kept him around because they wanted him to cure cancer. So he wasn't Jewish, but he was gay. He was so gay. he was also at risk yeah. of being, uh, you know, put in a concentration right, camp. Right. Uh, but they they failed. He was valuable, mm-hmm. and he also was a chemist. So he 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 created a lot of chemistry, which was necessary for German industry. Yeah. But he was also a physiologist, and the the point of it is is that he's uh, enjoying a bit of a resurgence now because people are now looking at the ketogenic diet yes. for cancer. Yeah, and right. the idea be you starve cancer of sugar, and you mm-hmm. know that it can be helpful. Although there's some flaws with that theory because cancer mm-hmm. can propagate without sugar. True. Uh, one of the other things that makes cancer uh, proliferate is uh, glutamine. Yes. Uh, and to, and our bodies make so, that. So you can be on the most stringent ketogenic diet, but you can still um, mm-hmm. uh, feed the cancer through. And, and just by depriving yourself of glutamine in the diet, uh, that's not going to do it. Because I think it's a non-essential or it's conditionally not, essential. Exactly. Conditionally essential, but the body also makes some. Oh, I so see. So it's not a matter of stop eating salami. Right. You know, or right. something like that. Right, right. Or your your soy sauce. Or However, whatever. some of the newer, the modifications to the ketogenic diet are go on a ketogenic diet, and then there's some uh, medications that are glut- blockers of uptake mm-hmm. of glutamine mm-hmm. that may be a way to yeah. starve cancer. Yeah. I think also the resurgence of, of Otto Warburg was also uh, the more recent scientist, uh, uh, Thomas Seyfried. Thomas Seyfried, yes. The metabolic... Yes. Uh, that cancer is a metabolic disease, not a genetic one. Mm-hmm. And that's where all of this came back up. Because mm-hmm. Warburg was the first yeah. one in the 1920s that said... And Dominic uh, D'Agostino, yeah. who's been a guest on my show, mm-hmm. uh, also uh, embraces that mm-hmm. along with hyperbaric oxygen. Yeah. Like, hit the cancer with a lot of oxygen. Aerobic, aerobic, aerobic. Yeah, but yeah. also just hyperbaric oxygen, yes. too. Yeah. Yes, yes. So anyway, so I think it's of historical interest. I, It's of interest... You know, maybe I will read that book yeah. uh, because it talks about an era in which my father was in Germany at that time. Uh-huh. My father was born in 1910 mm. and emigrated to the United States in 1938. So he was a young man during that kind of crazy time interwar period in Germany wow. where a lot of good stuff was happening culturally, scientifically. Yes. But then... The, the the you know the, the lights went out when Hitler came into power. Right, right, and you know a lot of those German scientists, wonderful scientists, were ignored after World War II. People didn't want to hear from Germans. Well, <gasps> because they, of that, they didn't. They didn't. Yeah. But there was yeah. actually a race 
between uh, between the Russians and the Americans to nab as many German scientists as possible mm. for the uh, for uh, the uh, you know effort to build the bomb and also the effort yeah. to build uh, rockets. You know, mm. Werner von Braun. You would see the whole idea if if wow. you were a German scientist and even if you were a loyal Nazi, it was like, look, we're going to lose the war. Who would I rather get captured by, the Russians or the Americans? Yeah, I think the <laughs> Americans, and then they <laughs> right. did very well. Werner von Braun was like, uh, you know, he he was part of the V two rocket uh, uh, development, yeah. and he was nabbed by the. Amer- they actually had a whole detail that went around gathering up all these wow. scientists. Wow! Wow! Uh, you know, they they sent them like a like an advance party. Yeah. Um, to reel them in so mm-hmm. the Russians wouldn't get them. But less so in medicine and health and yeah, nutrition. Yeah. Less so yeah, with the yeah. German scientists because... Mm. Well, they were also, like, some of them were frankly implicated in these horrible concentration camp experiments. Yeah. So, like, yeah. oh, yeah, like, Dr. Mengele, you did some great research at Auschwitz, so let's bring... No, we'll make you, uh, we'll make you uh, chief of, uh, of oncology at uh, Mass General Hospital? I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. What did you do? Eugenics? No, no, no. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, James, thank you for that. Now you'll read the book, Dr. Hoffman, right? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's we'll like... see. Hello, Layla and Dr. Hoffman. This is from Kathy. Please tell me if there is a way to flatten my menopause-looking stomach. I'm in my late 60s. Isn't this like the, like the universal complaint? It keeps getting bigger, just like an old person. I'm of normal weight, and I've even lost some weight. Is my cortisol messed up? I eat healthy 80% of the time. And get a ton of exercise every day. I take rhodiola and CLA. Remember CLA? Conjugated linoleic acid. Yeah. And chromium with no noticeable results. Are there any other supplements you could advise me to take? Kathy, what happens after menopause is you become more of an apple shape. So more weight will tend to accumulate. Even if you were a hip and thigh girl before, or if you were an apple before, now you're even more of an apple. It may take a little more concentrated exercise there. It could be that your cortisol is messed up. It could also be your posture. It could be that you have to do different core exercises as well. But, you know, the, it is, I think, it is an elusive thing mm. for women to aspire to, like, a six-pack or really flat right. abdomen. Right, Partly There's because... There's a natural curvature to the lower abdomen. There just is. Yeah, I mean... Some if, people don't like that. If you're that. upset about it, go to the... Uh, yeah. Go to, go, the to Met, plas- go to the Met Museum and look at the, the gallery of, of exactly. 19th century paintings <laughs> and the voluptuous women... Yes. ...with, uh, you know, who would mm-hmm. be considered chubby. Yeah. But they were like the, the pinnacle of aesthetic perfection... Yeah. ...in a different era. Yes. And... You know, yeah. we wouldn't accept that now because we have very, yeah. very exacting standards on the body. Now, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you can uh, you can manipulate that ex- to some extent with hormones, yeah. with growth hormone, mm-hmm. which is, I think, dangerous to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, testosterone and DHEA can, in, can provide you with some androgens that yeah. give you a little more of a, a male-like physiology, which reduces um, more your mass. subcutaneous fat. Yeah. And maybe gives you more muscle definition. Yeah. Uh, you can do a million crunches, but that doesn't always Crunches aren't the best they one. It's got to be more lower abdominal, that kind of a thing. Or just make Leg sure you're eating, you're eating healthy 80% of the time. Kathy, that may have worked in your younger adult life, but now that you're in your 60s, you might have to go to 98% of the time. 
Yeah. Eating and the right very way. stringent exercise. There's going to be more insulin triggering. There yeah. just is. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but here we are. Yeah. So. And yeah. cortisol, yes, cortisol is sometimes a factor that prevents weight loss. But how do you, it's easier to deal with low cortisol by giving yeah. uh, hydrocortisone or giving. Yeah. A, but a high cortisol is going to pack on belly fat, make it very extremely resistant to getting rid of. It could be a cortisol thing. Yeah. But, you know, uh, love your body, be healthy. Yes. Um, body acceptance. Right. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Okay, Kathy. <laughs> All right. Let's see. We've got one. A common predicament. Yeah. This is from Amalia. Greetings, Dr. Hoffman and Layla. I'm 79 years old. I have a healthy diet with no health problems except arthritis, scoliosis, 36 degree scoliosis. That's quite a lot of scoliosis. That's a lot of scoliosis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And osteoporosis. She's 79. Mm -hmm. My doctor has been scaring me for some years with broken bone statistics. I've resisted her efforts to get me to go on Fosamax. Well, last year I made a deal with her. Give me a year to do everything I can. And if I fail, I'll do what she she's taking all the right That's supplements. Free. Because scoliosis is a risk factor for osteoporosis. Yeah. Yeah. She's taking everything. Calcium, magnesium, K2, D3, Strontium. all of that. Weight-bearing exercise. Strontium. Strontium. Oh. The question is about strontium. Yeah. There is great controversy about using it. I'm concerned that the improvement may be a function of strontium thickened, but not yeah. strengthened. Bone. So, so here's, I mean, I, and we've answered this many times, uh, is that strontium can artificially make your bone look more dense. Yes. Because strontium as an element is more dense than calcium. So if you take it and it goes in your bones, it'll show. It'll it illuminates the, it illuminates the, the, yeah, yeah. the skeleton. So, however, however, uh, there's a simple correction you can perform. If you get a 14% improvement with strontium, that's probably more like a 7% improvement. Yeah. Cut it in half because but, yeah. there really is an enhancement of the bone matrix. And the proof of the pudding is that there are things, for example, like fluoride that will enhance bone density, but it's not good for you and it doesn't reduce fractures. Fluoride? Fluoride. Yeah. I yeah. heard it would yeah. go against bone density. Nope, that's interesting. It, it actually increases bone density. Wow. But oh, it's but, not good for the thyroid. Okay. But All right. but it makes the bone more brittle. But strontium in uh, studies, and it's used extensively in Europe, has reduced the incidence of spinal and hip fractures. That's so it really does work. I mean, it doesn't just make the bone. To, yes. Because it's it's like a parlor trick to make the bone the the dexa look better. Yeah. Oh, look, the dexa looks better. That doesn't mean you have reduced fractures. But right. in clinical studies where they follow these people who've taken strontium, they have uh, results comparable to taking bisphosphonates, like, you know, you know, Axonel yeah. and Fosamax. We have, seen, and, we have personally seen yeah. in our patients uh, osteoporosis regress to osteopenia. Yes, absolutely. We've seen that. And, yeah. and the proof of pudding, these people don't get fractures. Yeah. I mean, now I have, yeah. I, you know, it'd be one thing I was doing it for two or three years. If, okay, well, I don't know because it's a long-term thing. We've been doing this for like 15, yes. 20 years. Yep. And our patients rarely get fractures. Right. Yep. Yep. Amalia, it's a great question. Thank you. She says, I'm a long-time listener to Intelligent Medicine, and thank but, you both for your very important she, I don't know. She didn't work. give us a number on her on her DEXA? No. Because if it's really low, yeah. I'm all for using meds. Oh, here's the thing. I'm only 105 pounds. Well, a risk factor for osteoporosis is being less than 
127 pounds. Okay, she's, That's number she's one. a little bit frail. She could be she could be frail, depending on her height. She's two risks. She's frail, yeah. she's osteoporotic, she's I mean, three, she's mm -hmm. 79. Mm -hmm. So she's really somewhat high risk. Yeah. Well, as a result, my DEXA scan showed a significant improvement of over one of 7% in one hip. Still in the osteoporosis range, but a higher improvement than, than could have been expected. And that's from taking things like Collagen D, oh, K two, magnesium, some mm. calcium, and even all of without that. the ester with the yeah. without the strontium. Yeah. So try the strontium, absolutely. However, I I can't say that without knowing what her bone density is because she's like a minus four point five. Oh yeah, she's very high risk for fracture, and you know yes. I know she may need more yes. than just nutritional support. Yeah, but most of our patients, I mean, we just saw a patient uh, mm -hmm. you know, a few minutes ago. Mm -hmm. Before recording this, who is moderate, very very slight, uh, you know, minus two point nine uh, in the spine. Yeah, and I thought she had a really good chance of responding to the natural. Yes. yes, yes, yes. Another interesting thing about that patient too, she was gradually over the last five to maybe seven years having her mercury amalgams removed, and what's interesting is is those toxic metals like mercury, even lead. They hang out in our brain muscles, but they're also in the bone. Yes. So when we detox somebody from it, mm -hmm. or maybe they're detoxing now that the source of mercury has been removed, it leaves the bones a little more porous because that's where all the mercury was. That's where all the lead was living. Mm. So when they are detoxed off of that, they're left with some osteoporosis. We have seen this over the years. Yeah. Over the years. For people who have been detoxed of things like that. So now we need to remineralize our bones. Put good stuff back. Right. Yeah. Put the good stuff back. Exactly. Good. All right. What we're going to do is we're going to pause mm. because we divide our podcast into two parts. Mm -hmm. So Layla, give us a preview of what we're going to talk about in part two. Oh, the news you reported about the evil FDA trying to ban NAC as a supplement is so worrisome. What will they ban next? Yeah. All right. Let's talk about that. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Today with Layla Mutant, it's our weekly Q&A with Layla. Radio program at AOL.com, the destination for questions. Don't forget uh, drhoffmanstore.com for our summer supplement sale. And uh, we'll be right back.